We're about to show you a war crime. This is illegal according to international law, and Vladimir Putin and Russian forces did it. A strike on a non-military target in the second largest city in Ukraine. At least 10 people were killed. You know, I first thought it was a car bomb, but actually it is a missile attack. We slowed it down and you can see, uh, we highlight it right here. There's the missile. We think it's a cruise missile, possibly fired from a ship and it's hitting a non-military target. Although if you look closely, it actually misses. It hits the sidewalk. Um, I believe that was unintentional. You can't miss that close and it be on purpose. They wanted to hit it and they didn't. A good chunk of the Russian military is inept, you know, it's true. By the way, to reiterate, none of this would be happening. The American people are convinced if President Trump were in office. 62% believe Putin would not have invaded if Trump were president. I think that's primarily tied to what happened last summer. We all saw it, somehow we don't talk about it anymore our hideous and humiliating loss withdrawal from Afghanistan. And that was Joe Biden's fault. Right now, as horrible as the situation is in Ukraine, understandably, Americans don't want to get too closely involved. Uh, Overwhelmingly, we are against fighting in that part of the world. 58% opposed to U.S. military action. However, uh, we are still helping, and so are other countries throughout the world. A substantial list of countries now helping Ukraine militarily. A lot of this, though, is very late. It's going to be very hard to get the actual material to the battlefield. This should have been happening over the previous months, even years. And remember, President Trump was providing lethal aid to Ukraine uh, when he was president. Evacuees, there are so many people leaving Ukraine, almost 700,000. Everybody is upset with Russia at the European Union. This was pretty dramatic. When Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, got up to speak, almost the entire European Union walked out, just an about face. They have no interest. Fury is that widespread. Uh, We have no interest in really what Russia has to say unless they're going to withdraw. And you know who's in really a very difficult spot in addition to the Ukrainians? The Russian soldiers. They don't want to be there. They don't. And there's so much in common between Ukraine and Russia, culturally, historically, that they have friends in Ukraine. And we're hearing, and you probably have seen by now, Russian soldiers surrendering. By the way, maintaining these convoys, very, very difficult. Social media, they've been excellent and providing us grim footage from the front. And the front, by the way, seems to be everywhere in the in the fields, in the cities. Um, It's happening everywhere. It could get worse. And a lot of folks are afraid that Putin is on the verge to really unleashing uh, untold firepower from his air force. Uh, We haven't seen it yet. That could change. There's more. This 
we believe are helicopters, Russian helicopters crashing into the water, shot down by Ukraine anti-aircraft artillery. Look at these scenes. I mean, these are out of a movie. That looks like Way City in a full metal jacket. Putin, what is he thinking? What is he going to do next? No one knows, but uh, he's getting weirder and weirder. Look at this table set up. Who talks to their team like this? This is not a COVID restriction. This is, I am the emperor and you people are my peasants. Very strange setup. So we'll hear about this probably tonight at the State of the Union. What are you expecting? Uh, these are generally snooze fests, let's face it. They are long, they are generally boring. But this one could be interesting because how is Joe going to spin this situation? We don't have peace abroad. We have turmoil at home. Inflation's out of control. How is he going to spin all this? How is he going to make this horrible situation look good? And his total lack of leadership. I have some ideas. And he could do something that would be great. It's a long shot, but I feel like it could happen. Let's face it. Joe Biden is too old too weak to be president. We can all see it. I mean, his actions are bizarre. He's just not up to the job. Can anyone imagine him running for re-election in 2024 and being successful at the age of 82, being re-elected president? That's not going to happen. I don't know how this is going to play out, but that's not going to happen. Joe is failing right now. What if he came out tonight and said, I will be a one-term president. I am not running for re-election. Everything I do will be for the good of the country. I have no political interest in anything. No one wants to be a lame duck president, but that would actually enhance his power, enhance his stature, and I think that would be really great for the country. It is a long shot. What else won't he talk about, but should? I'd like to see him talk about anti-Asian hate because it's happening. You see this woman, her name is Gu Ying Ma, 62 years old. She was bashed in the head with a rock about three months ago. She was in a coma. Well, she died two days ago here in New York City. Uh, this is the man they believe is responsible, Mr. Purvez. He's in custody. And if you look, uh, anti-Asian crime has been on the rise. It's not associated. My, my best guess here, it's not a white supremacy movement. There's something else happening here but it's still happening and it needs to be addressed. I noticed for a brief moment when they thought they could portray it as white supremacy, they jumped to the scene. Do you remember when they went to Atlanta in the aftermath of those spa shootings, even though the police told them this wasn't related to racism, the FBI said the same thing? No, they went there and said, this must be racism. I will be very curious tonight if Joe talks about his favorite boogeyman, that ghost, the ghost of white supremacy. And now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism, that we must confront and we will defeat. And we won't ignore what our intelligence agencies have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. White supremacy is terrorism. We're confronting the stains of what remains the deep stain in the soul of the nation, hate and white supremacy. It's a phantom. It's not real. White supremacy is awful. There are about six people who believe in it in the entire country, and when they break the laws, they should be arrested. But he's pretending. He's wishing this into reality, and it's not a reality. 
If he goes there tonight, if he says white supremacy, I have an idea how at least Republicans and fair-minded Democrats should react. When Prime Minister Trudeau brings it out or some Democrat governor from New Jersey brings it out, this is what happens. Conservative party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. Do we stand with our sacred democracy or do we stand with, with uh, Confederate flags and white supremacists and a pack of lies? Do we stand, do we continue, do we continue to make the tough... We are so past white supremacy and all that nonsense. And these guys pretend that it's still a thing. And Joe Biden pretends that it's still a thing and they do it for the worst political reasons. Uh, but it doesn't work. People who oppose Democrats politically don't wanna be called white supremacists because they are not white supremacists. Something else I would really like to see, it would go a long way to unifying this country. How about a little mercy for those who have been accused regarding January 6th? January 6th, we all know, has been got, has gotten totally out of hand, all right? There are people who didn't hurt anybody, who didn't break anything, whose lives have been totally ruined by just being there. Enough is enough. He could really go a long way to bringing this country together. And I would love it. It really changed so much. He also should talk to big tech. Big tech has been screwing with the algorithms for so long, trying to hurt conservatives and promote liberals. And it looks like Mark Zuckerberg himself may have bought the last election. We can't have that. He needs to level the playing field, the federal government. This is what we should have the federal government for. I also wonder if he's going to talk about God or Jesus. Could he possibly do that? Now imagine if you got to speak in front of 50, 60 million people. What would you say? What would, um, what would you say? What would I say? Joe says he's a Christian, but the only thing I really have heard from him is, well, he brags about how well he knows the Pope. I've seen a lot of that, and I've seen some painful moments between these guys that, I don't know, aren't ins inspiring and don't say much, but Joe says he's a Christian. I think hearing about that, his genuine, if, if it's genuine, hearing about his faith and how others can achieve peace and tranquility uh, and everything they want in life, really, with a relationship with God and Jesus who both want to help us, uh, that would be something as well. But unfortunately for him, I think this was just a photo op. We'll see. Stay with us. Uh, we're going to meet a guy. Take a look at this license plate. Do you see anything wrong with it? LGBFJB. A lot going on there. It's a Let's Go Brandon license plate issued in Alabama. When they finally figured out the DMV what happened, they took it back. We're going to meet the guy who had this made. Fake news, they were so happy that President Trump was kicked off of Twitter. That was a total outrage. He's still off Twitter, not coming back, permanently suspended. You know who is on Twitter? Vladimir Putin. Yes, Vladimir Putin has a Twitter account and he can tweet whenever he wants. This man we all know has committed war crimes, atrocities, and he still can tweet.
whenever he wants to. We asked Twitter about this. Uh, their response was, well, not much, but here it is. We've nothing to share on that question specifically. What about non-specifically? I don't know. They shut us down just like they shut President Trump down. That is wrong. Talks over the years say. And uh, meanwhile, look who's showing up on TV a lot more lately. Yep. Hillary Clinton on the Rachel Maddow show last night. She was on Morning Joe uh, last week. It usually takes her months and months and months to prepare for an interview. Why is she so exposed? Why is she going out there? She knows there's an opportunity. Joe Biden is weak. Everybody can see it. And she thinks that there is an opportunity for her. And there just might be. Joe is failing. We all see that. I told you in the last block, I think he's, we all think he's going to be a one-term president. Hillary knows. Hillary's watching all this. You think Hillary is too old? She's actually not. Take a look. She's just 74 years old. Compare that to President Trump, who we're pulling for, of course, 75 years old. Uh, and uh, Donald, uh, Joe Biden, of course, is 79. So, uh, she could come back, and she looks like a candidate to me. We'll see. Um, oh, one more thing. The, Rachel Maddow had Hillary on for like a half hour last night. You know, Hillary, the campaign that she was in charge of was named in the Durham report just two weeks ago uh, that that campaign may have had access to information from the White House. that spying, we believe, occurred. This is the federal government saying this, by the way. Federal prosecutors, spying occurred on the campaign and of the executive office of the Trump White House. This is uh, pretty heavy stuff, but she wasn't asked. She can go on national television and not get asked this stuff. Kamala Harris actually gets similar light treatment. She shouldn't. This is very bizarre. Speaking at a Black History Month event yesterday, what do you think's happening here? Is she under the influence? Something's going on. As we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. I went off script a little bit. (laughs) Not funny, Uh, but weird, totally weird. I don't know what's going on there. I don't, uh, something seems to be. The audience, did you catch that? They were like, eh, eh. Uh, All right, got this for you. Ooh, she went on a morning show. This is the the Morning Hustle. It's a cool show. It's syndicated, right? Let's see, take a look at those Morning Hustle people. They're adults. They ask smart questions. They're pretty cool. All right, so uh, Kamala Harris showed up, and uh, this is how it went down. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. Okay. Kamala Harris's staff apparently told her that she was on Sesame Street. All right. No, she was on the Morning Hustle, a cool radio show, not Sesame Street. Uh, Who talks like that? Very, very odd. Uh, Oh, back to the State of the Union. I am going to be watching. I'll be live tweeting. And I wonder what Nancy Pelosi will do. Remember when she tore up the speech right behind Trump? That was a disgrace. 
But basically, the fake news liked it because they didn't like Trump. They didn't like his speech. And they applauded her uh, for that ridiculous thing. Uh, so one year she tears up a speech. Another year she had that nasty, weird clap, trying to like a clap back. Uh, what a what a strange person. And uh, I hope she gets defeated later this year. Oh, uh, I don't think we're going to be seeing much of Chris Wallace anymore. He's doing something with streaming. But I have been seeing the commercials, the CNN commercials for Chris Wallace a lot. Look at this. He looks like some fake news vampire. A trusted television journalist with over 50 years experience in politics and world events. And now he's streaming. We have a lot to talk about. Well, you know, I don't think so, Chris. I don't think so. Uh, I hear that streaming thing may never get off the ground. We'll see. Uh, Ooh, I want to show you this. George Stephanopoulos really trying to break Senator Cotton's chops yesterday. We showed you a little bit of this. Let's let's recap very briefly. You've been stalwart in your opposition to Vladimir Putin. The same cannot be said for the leader of your party, Donald Trump. Uh, last night, he finally condemned the invasion, but he also repeated his praise of Putin, calling him smart. Earlier in the week, he called him pretty smart. He called him savvy. He says NATO and the U.S. are dumb. Are you prepared to condemn that kind of rhetoric from the leader of your party? Why can't you condemn Donald Trump for those comments? You're a senior member of the Republican Party. Donald Trump and is a leader on of the like Republican this, Party. Uh, Stephanopoulos hates Trump. And online, I saw something. They said, this is the reason. I mean, beyond, you know, he's a liberal, he's fake news, all that stuff. That it's personal. That Trump once turned the tables on Stephanopoulos. And it was kind of bloody. Take a look. When you look back over the sweep of this campaign, going back to to last June, is there anything you regret? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to have done certain things over, but you can't. You can't. But that's true in life. I'd love to have have done in life certain things over, I guess. And you would have, too. Give me one. You would have loved not to have contributed to the Clinton Foundation, as an example. There are things that you wish you didn't do, okay? His timing was great. (laughs) George says, give me one. And he says, here's what you can write about what George did. That was kind of strange, by the way, in his position. Finally, uh, I'm curious, what are the folks in Russia saying about the Ukraine invasion? We've heard from Ukrainians. That's great. Not as much from the Russian people. I know this is just a snapshot, but uh, some people on the street talking to uh, news reporters. Наверное, этого было не избежать, это нужно было для чего-то. Но, в принципе, естественно, я за мир, вот, чтобы не было жертв, особенно среди гражданского населения. It's immoral. How can you behave like this? Great question. Great question. Stay with us. Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's best friend, one of his good friends, going to jail for a long time. Be right back. is Devin Archer, former business associate of Hunter Biden's, also a friend of Hunter Biden's. He's going to jail for one year. He was sentenced to one year in prison yesterday, convicted of defrauding a Sioux Indian tribe out of $60 million in proceeds from bond sales 
through his financial firm. Uh, Hunter, not implicated in the tribe fraud, Hunter helped broker a bigger, unrelated deal for Burnham with the Chinese firm called Bohai Harvest. Burnham used Hunter's name in a presentation to the Chinese firm, touting enhanced relationships. These guys are close. Uh, emails have been circulating for some time between Hunter and uh, Devin. Uh, here's an example. Uh, Hunter says, looks like a great plan. When is our call? Devin reports, it's Tuesday now. Supposedly has real interest for five to 10 million. Could be very interesting for us, I bet. And then there's just general camaraderie. You know, ooh, look at that uh, third one. Lots of encouraging news out of the Russians. Had a great wedding this weekend. Anyway, so what's the significance of this? Hunter is technically being investigated by the Justice Department. We'll see. Now, on to this. Who's in Washington? Do you want your house back? Take it! The first person to stand trial, uh, the first trial has started. It just started now, this week. Guy Wesley Reffitt is, uh, was arrested shortly after January 6th. And uh, there he is, by the way. We have no footage of him breaking anything or hurting anyone. Uh, actually, we have this. It's a standoff with cops. You'll see he's just holding his hand up as he seems to get tear gassed. And then you see him kind of cleaning out his eyes with a bottle of water shortly thereafter. Well, he's been in prison, jail, ever since January of last year. And uh, here's a little bit more about him. Guy Wesley Reffitt. Uh, not accused of entering the Capitol. <clears throat> this is the first criminal trial from January 6th. We've had a number of plea agreements. This is the first trial. Here are the specific charges, uh, two counts of civil disorder, obstructing an official proceeding, entering remaining on restricted ground with weapon obstruction of justice. So the obstruction of the hearing thing, that really bothers me. I mean, they're making a federal case out of that. How many people have obstructed federal hearings and they're applauded by the fake news and liberals everywhere. Vote no! Be a hero! Vote no! You have a responsibility to all Americans! Be a hero and vote no! And Be a hero and vote no! Be a hero and vote no! All those people obstructed official proceedings. They're not in jail, nor should they be, by the way. And this shouldn't be happening to so many of the January Sixers. All right, one more thing. You remember this school shooting in Texas a few months ago? Um, here it is. Oh. Yeah, a school shooting. Several people were wounded. Fortunately, nobody was killed. Uh, terrifying. And they had to evacuate the school. The SWAT team came, of course. This is the guy they believe is responsible. His name is Timothy Simpkins, a student at the school. He spent about six hours in jail before he got out on bail. $75,000, uh, wealthy parents, and, uh, and there he goes. Uh, and after, uh, he had a nice party because he was in jail for six hours. And there, there it is. Well, uh, he's been a bit of a problem out on bail. He hasn't shown up for drug tests, all kinds of things, and they've upgraded one of the charges to attempted murder. Um, unclear, however, whether or not he's in custody or not. He still may be out on bail. When we come back, the guy who had, I think, the cleverest license plate I've seen in a long time 
What's going on there? LGB, LGBTQ? What? No. Let's go, Brandon. F. Joe. Yeah, right. When they finally figured it out, the DMV took the license plate back. We're going to meet the guy next. As you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon Mania is still alive and well. It's the greatest political slogan ever, I think. Uh, and the story behind it is magnificent. Well, take a look at this. A guy in Alabama wanted a custom license plate. Take a good look. LGBFJB. At first glance, that just looks like maybe an ordinary license plate. No, let's go, Brandon. F. Joe Biden. It was deliberately picked by my next guest. His name is Nathan Kirk. He joins us from Blunt County, Alabama. That's a bit north of Birmingham. He is the owner of Blunt County Tactical, and I think he's in the store right now. Hey, Nathan, uh, welcome. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Terrific. Uh, very clever. Very cool. Uh, so, how, and by the way, that, that's the license plate right behind you. And let's just cut uh, to the chase. I hear once they figured it out, they changed their mind. They want it back. They do want me to turn it in. Uh, got a letter last uh, Friday saying I had 10 days to turn in the tag or else my entire registration is revoked. And then at that point, I'm driving an unlicensed vehicle. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that does not seem right. <laughs> there you are. Hey, that's a pretty cool uh, pickup you got there, too. Hey, um, did they give you a reason as to why? Actually, before we get to the reason, how did they find out? I mean, uh, did they was there media coverage? How do you think they, they picked up on this? Because it's a little bit discreet, you know, and it was very cool that way. Right. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is if someone didn't turn it in um, to them, then someone at the actual state at the Alabama Department of Revenue had records and then they caught it. Uh, so I'm not sure about any of that, but regardless is somebody is um, a little triggered by it and uh, they want me to turn it in. A little triggered, huh? <laughs> well, they put out a statement, by the way, and this might've been in, in the letter they sent you. Let's put it up on the screen. The above reference license plate contains objectionable language, which is considered by the department to be offensive to the peace and dignity of the state of Alabama. That's a little bit much. Uh, I, I, I don't see how that disrupts a piece of dignity. Do you? Yeah, not at all. Um, I mean, that could be my grandmother, grandfather's initials. It could be let's go, you know, for breakfast. It, it, <laughs> nobody knows what I mean. Uh, right. You know, and it, so peace and dignity, you know, if a letter represents vulgarity, then you can't have the letter A, you can't have the letter B, you can't have the letter D or F or anything, you know? So that's, that's pathetic. Well, well, Nathan, you got another license plate, which is pretty cool. Arguably, arguably this violates somebody's uh, idea of peace and dignity. I think it's pretty funny. Let's put it up on the screen. <laughs> okay. Roll Tide. Everybody loves uh, University of Alabama ass whooping. Uh, this is a custom plate. Uh, or wait, is this a novelty plate? Is this your license plate? No, not mine at all. I absolutely hate Alabama with a passion. I know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, with that being said, if that's okay, though, um, you know, for somebody to have that, I, certainly mine's okay. 
Somebody has that plate. We see the registration there. Uh, well, uh, nine years ago, we assume it's yeah, still yeah. out there. Somebody had it. All right. So look, they gave you, you said you were notified last Friday. I think they gave you uh, 10 days. So you got about a week or so left. Are you going to take some sort of stand uh, or are you going to send it back? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to send it back. They, they can come and take it if they'd like, uh, you know, but that's the only way they get it. Uh, you know, I'm going to fight it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in search of the best legal advice I can get at this point. Um, I am open to people reaching out to me with legal advice as well, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, I'm not just going to lay down. I'm, I think everybody's tired of that. So, well, Nathan, um, by the way, uh, you've been getting some heat on social media. I think we have some examples. They're flooding your Facebook yes. page. Liberals uh, and uh, and others, there are a lot of folks who don't like this, who are not supportive of your cause. And I think you've gotten some, some warnings from social media as well. Um, I hope that you've gotten some, some positive uh, reaction as well. I mean, this is political expression. In my opinion, right. this is constitutionally guaranteed speech. Um, have you gotten support as well? We've got tons of support. Uh, the support has been overwhelming and it's been really comforting having that, but you know, the, I knew some backlash would come as well. That just happens. But, um, you know, the, the support has far over, uh, you know, overweighed or outweighed the, uh, the, the backlash and the, the crazy, uh, the crazies you know, yeah. bombarding my wife's page and my page and everyone else. But, yeah, we, we've had a little of both. Hey, one thing, though, if they say they say they're going to revoke your registration, you'll be driving an illegal car. If they co follow through with that, this could take a long right. time to resolve itself. What you know, are you going to what would you do if they revoke your registration? Um, I mean, I, I guess I would have to pay fines initially. But, you know, once again, after the fact, there's there's things you can do to fight. So um, I think I'm here for the, the long fight on it and. You know, but still looking for guidance. So, all right. Well, uh, Nathan Kirk in Blunt County, easy to find. Blunt County Tactical. By the way, awesome store. <laughs> you got some great well, weaponry you. behind you. What is right. what is uh, what's the operation? What do you do? What's it all about? Um, just uh, your your uh, you know gun store, tactical store. We're we're all about uh, you know keeping the second amendment alive and then, you know, now, uh, keeping the first alive with it. So, you know, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Hey, by the way, what is that orange thing, uh, off to the left? Uh, it's not, what is that? <laughs> that's a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> like we've, uh, <laughs> who, who can you rent it? How does that work? <laughs> No, uh, no, no renting. But anybody 18 and up that's not a felon can buy it. And uh, yeah, we ship. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I got to tell you, I'm intrigued by the flamethrower and everything else you got there. Um, really nice meeting you. I hope this all works out. I hope you don't get ticketed and hassled and all that stuff. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, let's go, Absolutely. Brandon, right? Let's go, Brandon. OK, Nathan Kirk, keep in touch. We want to See how this turns out, and we'll be right awesome. back. Thanks. Gas is over $4 a gallon. If we want to make the world safer from tyrants like Putin, we need to provide everyone access to our clean energy resources, like the natural gas right under my feet. There it is, here in Pennsylvania. So, Joe Biden, 
here's how we do this. It's pretty straightforward. More production, more pipelines, with less wasteful government regulations and radical left litigation. We're a major source of natural gas in the world, so let's connect our clean, reliable energy to desperate countries around the world and stop begging dictators for help. We can do better. Hey, makes a lot of sense. That's Dr. Oz, of course, running for the United States Senate in Pennsylvania right now. He's running for the Republican nomination, and he joins us once again after filling up the tank. How much did it cost you, Dr. Oz? It cost me about 100 bucks the other day. <laughs> Pretty close. The fascinating thing about that TikTok video is that I posted it yesterday. It's got 1.2 million views already. The one before it got 2 million views. TikTok took it down. I didn't understand why, so I reposted it saying, why does TikTok not want this? Seven and a half million views. And the reason is it's resonating with folks. All the woke appropriate, you know, approaches to energy which have really held our country back. These are make-believe uh, issues that, that environmentalists craft to slow down pipelines or legal interventions, things that are they're not even driven by the government, but the government's by itself sabotaging energy by meritless restrictions, really long permit times. Where I am right now, which is in Erie, Pennsylvania, this whole western part of the state, they are paralyzed and they're angry about it. I mean, the folks who are bringing you food in the diner can lecture on exactly why energy makes sense, why natural gas is clean, why we need it for both reduction of inflation at the gas pump, but also for national security reasons. And we can help our allies because you can connect the direct line between the natural gas under my feet right here in Pennsylvania not being able to come up and what's going on in the Ukraine with Putin. We're actually importing natural gas on the, on the coastline of the, of the New England states because they won't let it come from Pennsylvania. Can you imagine that? Hey, what about, uh, I guess they have to get it out of the ground through fracking, right? Which is where they kind of explode under the ground. Uh, I think that's probably popular in a Republican primary, but maybe not so much in a general. Where do you stand on fracking? Fracking is okay, right? Fracking is okay, but it's not just a personal opinion. This has been looked at by the U.S. government, who's not always trustworthy, but if the federal agencies evaluating fracking where you infuse water and sand uh, under the soil in order to free up uh, you know, little areas of uh, oil and gas is, is effective and seem to be safe, which is what they're saying, believe me, they're tough as it can be. So I'm pretty confident that there's not an issue around this. They do extra cautious work around the natural water that we would drink to make sure it doesn't get polluted. So there are steps taken to ensure that the people around the fracking process are kept safe. And if you actually do your homework and understand the opportunities to help keep this world cleaner with natural gas, people will be endorsing of it. It wouldn't be what we're witnessing now, which is people don't know what they're talking about, making arguments for stopping fracking. And my opponent in the upcoming general election uh, here in, in Pennsylvania has asked for a moratorium on fracking. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? We're literally witnessing Russia take over a country because it's holding Europe hostage because they've gotten woke and shut down their own natural energy production. So now Putin can do what he desires. We don't want that repeated. All right. So listen, before we get to the general, you got the primary you got to contend with. There is this guy named David McCormick. Something I don't live in Pennsylvania, but he seems to be the swamp favorite. Um, there, there are some establishment types who are behind this guy. Um, you know, when you're running for office, you got to make the case for yourself, as you've done, and make the case against the other guy. What's wrong with him? Well, to start with, he's, he created the largest U.S.-owned hedge fund in China ever, 
$1.3 billion, announced that it's open for business at the end of last year. And then a month or two later, he's in the Senate campaign saying he's going to protect us. I mean, it's a classic fox in the hen house. And the biggest concern I've gotten is this, is this you know, classic Wall Street, Washington revolving door. And, you know, they don't share our values in Washington. That's why they get the wrong all the time. They sell us out. And I don't want people getting scammed by the swamp. That's why, as an outsider, I feel confident in our campaign. We do these town halls like I had today. You covered one, Greg. Thank God bless you. We get hundreds of people coming in these small towns because no one's paying attention to them. I want to see my opponents in the Senate race do the same. Bring together a couple hundred people. Get them galvanized with the ideas that, we, that they can hear and feel respected with. And that's what President Trump did. If you look at his real effort, he got the people who felt ignored, who felt like they were waiting at the, at the line, the gas line, the water line, whatever, and their turn never came because the government didn't seem to understand them, care about them, or listen to them. And when you talk about really impacting people here in Pennsylvania, you have to show up. You have to get them confident. You get their mojo back. So, look. I've been very upfront about my admiration of Dr. Oz, of you. I, I think you'd be an amazing U.S. senator. I will tell you that I have met people from MAGA world who are like, oh, no, I, uh, we don't, uh, we're suspicious of Dr. Oz. Not all, but some. And I've heard it. Make your case to them because there are some, you know, hardcore, really, you know, Trump people who say, I, we just, we're not sure yet about Dr. Oz. Uh, what's the problem? Well, if you look at what I've done, forget about everything else. Look at what I've done. I've taken on Big Pharma, Facebook, and Fauci to protect you. I've gone to battle with the most powerful forces out there, including the U.S. government, to ensure that at the time my viewers were protected. That's what President Trump would do. In fact, I had President Trump on my show a month before the election because I thought he had a right to articulate why he should be president to the American people and got immense grief for having done that, literally giving a candidate for president the platform to speak to America. And I served on the President's Council for Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition for the same passion. I want to get out there and make people understand what they can do to be world experts on their health. Is there a more obvious way in which the Trump approach to politics has manifested itself than to give you confidence that the government will get out of your way because it trusts you to make your own decisions? If you look at the criticism that I received from the left media, New York Times being at the forefront frequently, it's a badge of honor, by the way. They criticized me the other day, not just for being a bad person, but also because they said I was dangerous. And why? Because they argued I believe in something called individualism. And I'm going to quote them. They said, in a time of global warming, systemic racism, and COVID, there's no room for individualism. It's too dangerous to trust us to do it by ourselves. Guilty as charged. I think that's exactly how we'll get over those obstacles and many, many more. And my similar arguments about why Washington got it wrong with COVID, with their educational system, with the poorest border, which is basically a cartel-run human trafficking operation with drugs joining the human flow. These are all issues that people who are, set, who are pre appropriately understanding of what patriots in America desire share my views on. All right. Wow. Yes. Dr. Oz, hated by the fake news. That is a badge <laughs> of honor. Dr. Oz, listen, you are the healthiest guy around. You are on the president's council. Give us a tip, if you would. Um, you're marvelous for this kind of stuff. Just something small that we can do, that we can change in our lives right away, that can make us feel better. 
Well, I'll tell you, at our town halls where we try to give a dose of reality, we ask, what's getting your blood pressure up? Because blood pressure is the number one killer of all. So know your blood pressure. And a cool way of losing a little weight and dropping your blood pressure because of losing the weight is to, to just delay your breakfast a couple hours. Just push it back. You're not hungry when you first get up in the morning anyway. Have a cup of coffee. Delay your first calories till 10 o'clock at night. You'll see some pounds drip off, and that'll bring your blood pressure down as well. That works. I can tell you. For, I, and, and you also told me to go to bed every night at the same time, even on weekends. I don't always do it, but when I do, I do feel a lot better. Well, Dr. Roz, thank you very much. Uh, go to uh, drroz.com for more information and uh, stay in touch. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me on, Greg. Take care. You bet. We'll be right back. New York City is spiraling out of control. The quality of life, the crime, everything. We have a crisis here. We have a mayor who's 61 years old. Now, he's very stupid. He knows nothing. And he's acting like he's nine. Take a look. So all this tells us is um, they found a cool drum beat online. He is a terrible mayor, even though he's dressing well. More. With the governor during this historic moment. New York City is crucial to not only this state, but our country. We are the economic engines. Everyone uh, on this team understands the mission. Silly sound bites and photo ops. This is what most politicians are in it for, to show up at press conferences and look cool and hopefully go viral. The is connected to everything we do. Culturally sensitive, healthy food so we can start building the right bodies and mind. Let the fruits of your harvest help other people. Did you catch what he's speaking so passionately about? Food. Food ties us all together. This is what we're looking for. We need reminders of this. Again, he's acting like he's nine years old. We've got big problems here. All right, tonight is the State of the Union. We will be watching. We'll be covering it here on Newsmax. I will be live tweeting. And um, I don't know what's going to happen. Do you? 32%. What is it? What's his approval rating right now? 37% approval rating. Look, he's got to try something new because what's happening right now is not working. I'd like to see him announce one term in office. Actually... That would be good, not only for the country, but for him personally. We'll see, and I'll see you tomorrow. Many thanks.